0: Welcome to the MP3 Podcast, Mastering Personality, Perspective, and Productivity, where we believe you need a stronger foundation for a higher elevation. We invite you to listen as we talk about personality, to connect and understand, perspective to explore and shine, and productivity to demonstrate and resolve. And now, your hosts, Ariel Kopack and Roger Wolkoff.
1: Sometimes a cycle of form momentum can be a really good thing, can serve you really well. They say that something in motion generally stays in motion unless there's an opposite force that stops it. This can be a really good thing when that momentum is for something good, but it can be a very damaging thing when that momentum is towards something bad. This cycle or a pattern that continues automatically can be running without our awareness continually. And we don't even realize what impact that's having, what areas of our life are being affected by something that's running on automatic without effort. So, how do you break that cycle? Sometimes we think, I just need to do more. I just need to add more. I just need to put some of the opposite in. But if that momentum, is running and going and forceful. Perhaps that just gets added to or lost in the mix. A cycle, if you want to stop, has to be broken. There has to be a stopping point. It's like a, a circular tube that has the motion inside and it's just going and flowing. If you add more to it, even if it's good things, it just gets caught in the cycle. The cycle must be broken in order for that momentum to stop not all momentum is good momentum. We're going to talk through what continuous cycle and powerful momentum in a negative way, what that looks like in the topic about learned helplessness and how this shows up, how it continues as a cycle that hurts us instead of helps us. And Roger's going to introduce the quote to set the tone for why it is so important to break the pattern of learned helplessness.
2: Thank you, Ariel. The quote this week is, It comes from Lequalenza. He said, it is hardly possible to build anything if frustration, bitterness, and a mood of helplessness prevail. That speaks to that cycle you just told us about. And what a picture you painted. I immediately went to picturing this swirling in this tube, kind of like a centrifugal force that, like you said, we're going to talk about this more. But once that gets going, I think we all know how hard that is to stop. You ever been on that ride? that amusement park ride, you know, the one I'm talking about where, yeah, where you stand up in the cage and then it starts spinning around and around and then you're just pressed to the back of the cage and you can't move, right? That's centrifugal Mm -hmm. force. And that's a feeling that we're going to be talking about today.
1: That was a great connection point there, Roger. And immediately my mind went to, I know I'm a mindset coach who helps people break through their fears, but I never had the courage to go on that ride. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah,
2: if I went on them now, I got a little inner ear problem. I don't think I'd be able to do it.
1: But it does tie because I would not want to be caught in that force, stuck in that cycle. I don't want to be in that trap. And we're going to talk about learned helplessness and how it is a trap that you can feel really stuck in and powerless to move in. It's a
2: great reference point. So what is learned helplessness?
1: Well, to give you the exact definition or one of the definitions is it's a condition in which a person suffers from a sense of powerlessness that comes from a traumatic event or a persistent failure to succeed. We've talked before about the language that you use and being mindful of whether you're building yourself up, or breaking yourself down. This is very tied to that. It's a continual cycle of believing that you're going to fail, you'll never succeed. And you're essentially helpless and powerless to do anything about it. Instead of thinking, I have the power within me, I have every opportunity to make it happen, to pursue what I want, to accomplish a goal, or to achieve my vision or dream. Learned helplessness is the opposite of that, where essentially it comes from, I've always failed or it's never worked, so I'm always going to fail or it's never going to work. It's a belief system and a belief pattern that continues and it pervades communication, self-talk, choices and your belief in your ability to choose even.
2: Isn't it amazing how language and we've talked about it so many times, but this self-talk language how it creeps in to our thoughts, how we explain things to other people, how we write, how we communicate. Immediately when you said that, I started thinking about those I am statements and A lot of those statements can come out. How many of our listeners have had those statements come out as, I can't, I won't, I am not, I shouldn't. (laughs) All those knots start coming into play and we might not even be aware of it. We might not even be aware that we're in that cycle of this learned helplessness and the messages that we send to ourselves and to others.
1: Right. I think the I can't statement is a powerful statement of capturing what this is about because. Learn helplessness is a state of saying, I am helpless or I am powerless. Nothing I do will change the outcome, will change the result. And so the I won't statement is more of a choice. It's an acknowledgement. But the I can't statement is saying, I have no power, I'm unable. I think that really ties to learn helplessness part because it's forsaking that you really have a choice or an impact on the outcome.
2: And that's frustrating. Not knowing that you're in it. I mean, you talked to, as we were preparing for the show, there were a number of things that you had brought up that I could resonate with. A couple of things you had said. One thing, for example, you know, holding on to the times you fail, holding mm-hmm. on to the times that you don't. That's very powerful and gripping, right? That holding on to that, almost like, uh, I don't know, I think about like a security blanket. <laughs> like, yes, I know this is safe. I know it's secure. But the fact that you're holding on to it so much, depending on how tightly you're holding on to that. Do you see that when you coach people?
1: hundred percent. And I say it is so much more challenging to let something go than to grab or hold on to something. It's easier to grab and hold on to something, many things, but to let something go that you're holding on to is scary because it's the thought of, if I let that go, one, am I just at a loss, which the mind automatically fears, then also what's going to be replaced? in If you let go of the thought that I am helpless or I am powerless or there's nothing I can do to change the outcome, what's left if you let that go? Acceptance that you do have the power to change the outcome, that you are powerful, you have the potential to make the change that you want. And with that comes responsibility, ownership. Mm -hmm. And that can be a scary thing to take on, especially if you've been living in a state of helplessness.
2: That's the first thing I thought of. And you said it right there. It's scary, right? It frightens the hell out of me. If I think that, if I let go of this, what's left? Mm-hmm. Well, the logical brain <laughs> would say, that. oh, well, I do have a choice. I can do well. And then we have that inner struggle. And is this a good place? I think this might be a good place to talk about this other quote that we found. Mm-hmm. Do you want to read that one?
1: Absolutely. There's a quote by Arnold Schwarzenegger. It says, learned helplessness is the giving up reaction. The quitting response that follows from the belief that whatever you do doesn't matter.
2: I can picture myself in that belief system of whatever I do doesn't matter. I mean, it depends on your environment. I'll reveal a little bit here. There were times growing up where I wasn't getting the messaging that I could do well or do good. There was an expectation there that I would. So I excelled, right? I would achieve and all of that. And what I was looking for was more of a story, a different story. (laughs) But I can see where your environment would have a huge role on shaping this belief system so that over this time, this conditioning comes into play where that's all you can tell yourself. Well, I'm not good enough. I tried once. That's another one that you and I talked about, right? I tried once and I succeeded. But you know what? Yeah, that's a (laughs) one-off. What about that situation?
1: Yes. So that's why I say you, you choose what you hold on to. With learned helplessness, the wins or successes, they automatically get discounted or negated and said, that doesn't really count or that was by happenstance. It wasn't because of something that I did or it wasn't within my control or it's not going to be that way repeatedly. The truth is that I'm, at the end of the day, helpless or powerless versus that one time or I was successful that time, I can do it again or I can find a way. When you talked about your experience with school or growing up, that is actually an area where this comes up a lot. And I've seen it with clients and with individuals. And unfortunately, it's happened through messaging sometimes with parents, sometimes with a teacher saying, well, you're just not going to figure it out. Or I give up. Or I can't help you. Unfortunately, when those messages come through, that can stick, especially when it's at a young age. And it can become a belief system of see, I just can't or it's not going to happen or nothing is going to change this rather than identifying what was working and what wasn't and what can be done. And again, this is a pattern that we all fall into at times, but we don't realize sometimes how those moments add up and how it creates a belief system or in this case, a cycle and a pattern with a ton of centrifugal force to keeping you in the same place.
2: Yeah, that's what scares me the most about it is that you so desperately want to get out of it, but you don't know how. Mm -hmm. I know we've talked about some of the feelings that this can kind of cultivate. (laughs) What Some of the things that I've read, it can lead to low self-esteem, low motivation, lack of persistence, right? It just feeds upon itself. It's like a self-perpetuating feeling.
1: It is, and it can be very overwhelming. A phrase that probably comes up for those who may experience learned helplessness is, why even try? Mm -hmm. That's so often what it results in. Why even try? What's the point? And when that question comes up, it immediately blocks the possible resolutions, the opportunities, the ways out. It's an acceptance that nothing's going to work and there's no way out.
2: And you'd said this when you were talking about powerlessness and it resonated with me. You said, no matter what I do, I will fail. And you added on to that. Do you remember where we were going with this? It rang so true. I don't. You're going to have to remind me. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It was really interesting. You said, no matter what I do, I will fail. I will be laid out flat. I will not be able to stand tall. Right. I have no Mm. power over the outcomes. And. It's somebody who likes to lift others up. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, I'm like, oh my gosh, they, come on. I just want to reach in and help. And yes. if I were to sense that in somebody or if I were to see that in them, that is so desperately what I want to do. I want to give them mm-hmm. that gift, that power to break the cycle, to jump out of that, to get out of that rushing water and or get off the amusement ride <laughs> and yes. see that they can be successful.
1: Right. It is a very challenging position to be in. It's also a challenging position to see someone in. The reason I use that reference of like laying flat on the floor is think about trying to lift someone who's giving nothing in return. They're not they're not providing any momentum or any movement upwards. And you're trying to lift them with all you can. It's very challenging to do versus giving someone a hand who wants to get up, who moves, who believes they can stand up and provides that forward momentum. So I think sometimes when it comes to learn helplessness, that laying on the floor. Thought comes to, well, I'm going to end up back here again, so why even try to get up?
2: It's the emotional equivalent of lifting a physical dead weight. Yes. And that's the imagery I get, and it's so tough. It's so tough.
1: It is. The piece with that, though, is the dead weight is realizing if someone else is taking that position, you can't put that much pressure on yourself to fix it or change it. Think about the difference of pulling someone forward who is... Up and walking and you're trying to get them to run. Yeah. The difference between that momentum versus from the floor with no momentum
2: upwards. Yeah. I feel that viscerally.
1: <laughs> so that's I think the realization that with breaking learned help the pattern of learned helplessness, taking that step forward, embracing that forward momentum makes a difference. That is how you get up and then walk and then run but you have to embrace the importance of forward momentum with belief that you can get somewhere.
2: Yeah, I'm going to go back to the language where we started. The research that I've seen done on this, there were three areas that really fascinated me in terms of how people fall into patterns, and they broke it down into pessimists and optimists. And the three areas, let's just talk about the three areas first. They were internally related, stable and long-lasting statements, And then like global and all-encompassing type statements. And we covered a little bit of this before. Like, so in a pessimistic sense, right, the language you might think or say, this really resonated where it said, something is wrong with me. That's internally related. I'm never good at, that's internally related. An example of stable and long-lasting would be things like, this will happen again, I know it. (laughs) You know anybody like that? (laughs) Or we've encountered people like that? Another stable and long-lasting one, I'm doomed to repeat this again. Right, and so imagine having a conversation. We've had conversations with people who are in this learned helplessness state. Is there a way that we can get out of it?
1: There has to be a willingness. So that's one thing, and that's why I want to focus on the self rather than somebody else. If someone's in a pervasive state of learned helplessness, my recommendation is to find someone who is equipped to help them with that. You know, a therapist, someone who is licensed and practiced in helping someone because, that again, that's a lot to try and carry or help with. But we can all fall into patterns of learned helplessness at times or in certain areas of our lives. So I want to be clear that it's not necessarily with all things, but we can have that even in an area of our lives. And one of the ways to catch yourself if you are saying some of this language is to check yourself, right? That's the stopping of the pattern. Say, wait a second, stop, and then ask how the opposite might be true or feel free to challenge it and take a different perspective, such as, I'll never learn this. The reframe would be, how could I learn this in a different way? So stopping the, I'll never learn this, don't accept that because it's a blanket statement and there's no absolute truth to it. It doesn't bring you any value. But how could I learn this differently is a powerful reframe to focus on the opportunities, what you could bring in that would create the result that you're looking for.
2: I like that because when we were talking about these stable and long-lasting beliefs, the opposite, as you just suggested, is think about it in terms of temporary or Mm short-lived. And so when you say this might be just a one-off occurrence, use that in the positive, right? Yes. Instead of, you know, the success being a one-off occurrence, (laughs) Mm -hmm. think of the negative as probably a one-off occurrence. Right. Shift your thinking.
1: I've seen this come through too with thinking about hard times or sad times in life. Mm -hmm. And it's easy to think this is always going to happen or this always comes up or there's always going to be something around the corner, something negative that happens. And the interesting thing is there may even be some truth to that, that hard times will come and there will be sad things that happen. But when you focus on that, that's all you see. And it's again that pattern of this is always going to happen. There's nothing I can do about it. And it's all going to be bad. Versus how is it also true that there are always good things that happen? There's always good that's going to come. There is so much positivity and opportunity awaiting me in the future. Exactly. What does that shift do? And what does that empower you
2: to do? Well, it certainly changes your outlook. I know one of the tenets in emotional intelligence we talk about is that change is just around the corner. And what you're bringing to mind right here is what's your mindset in that, right? We talk about mindset a lot, but you don't know what the change is going to be. We don't know what the future is going to hold. There might not be causation is what I'm trying to say between events. So accepting that change is just around the corner. I like to tell people, play a game of what if, what if it does happen to be good? When I talk with some folks and they just keep bringing up the bad or they keep bringing up bad news, I'm one of those people. Yep. I'm that guy who says, (laughs) you know what? Tell me something good tell me something good that happened. I will take the bad news all day long, but you gotta tell me something good too. So when it comes to learned helplessness, I think what is very powerful is this awareness.
1: Yes, because you have to have the awareness to break the cycle Mm -hmm. and to take that first step forward. But breaking the cycle is one of the most powerful things you can do. So I wanna make sure that we're clear in our messaging that it's not just about, it's important to have positive messaging. It's important to bring those things into your life and into your awareness but you must say stop to the
2: cycle. Right, and that was another point that you and I talked about and that I don't know if our listeners are aware of. The research shows that the brain, right, it's more receptive to removing the negative. Mm -hmm. It likes the positive, but it wants the negative removed first. I mean, you can put all the positive words you want in, but the message is remove the negative first.
1: Yes, you're creating the capacity because you already have that cycle going, that negative... Mm -hmm. If you already have that negative cycle going, you have to remove some of that and stop it in its tracks to then replace with the positive. But if you're just putting the positive in and not stopping the negative, you're not really creating that capacity for the positivity to grow. I think of it as a decay. You want to plant a seed. You're planting a seed of positivity. And that's great to do. Plant a seed of positivity. But if you're putting it on decay and negative Mm -hmm. thoughts eventually that seed will fall apart and not grow.
2: You are so right. So what should our listeners be taken away from our time together today?
1: First and foremost, don't accept the belief that you are helpless or powerless in any way. That does not serve you. It does not serve your loved ones. It does not serve this world well. Embrace that you do have power and you do have opportunity and you can make a change. So when those thoughts come up, stop them, challenge them. Don't let them continue. Break the centrifugal force. Stop the cycle. Get off the amusement park ride. That's going to make you sick.
2: (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) And embrace that you have opportunity. You can get up, you can stand, and you can run. And anyone who has told you in the past that you can't, that is not truth, is not absolute truth, and does not have to be your truth. So if there is a belief that you can't, or you have a thought coming in of why even try, think about why try. What might possibly come of you taking steps forward, of you letting go of the negativity and embracing the positivity, embracing the possibilities. So much good in this world has occurred from people embracing the possibilities because they wanted to see what the future may hold. You don't have to know what the future holds. You just have to believe that it can hold something good and then have the courage to pursue it. As my takeaway,
2: I think that's a beautiful place to leave this episode.
1: Then, until next time, this is Ariel and Roger helping you to master personality, perspective, and productivity.
0: Be sure to follow Ariel and Roger on your favorite social media channels and to rate the show highly where you listen to your podcasts. Now, Ariel and Roger have three asks of you share this with at least one person who may benefit from this content, capture your three takeaways from this episode. And visit www.mp3-podcast.com to subscribe to the podcast and to get contact information for your hosts, along with their upcoming coaching and speaking events. Thanks for listening to MP3, Mastering Personality, Perspective, and Productivity, where we believe you need a stronger foundation for a higher elevation.